Shalom everybody, welcome once again to our weekly address from all of us at thekeytoloveministries.com. Once again I say if this is your first time ever tuning in, may we welcome you lovingly with open arms and we pray that you will know peace, joy and encouragement for the internal, eternal word of God. I just want to say thank you to my family, the children. Um, here in the UK, a lot of the children have gone back to school and uh, my grandchildren went yesterday and that was encouraging to see them in their new uniforms. That was fun. And um, yeah, just very excited. So one of the questions I've asked a lot of the kids, they've been saying, what are you looking forward to going back to school? And many of them say, just want to meet my friends, want to meet my friends. So. Uh, that's really great news. Let's keep the teachers and everybody who are working with our children and doing the good work and we pray that they will be safe and um, we just we just know that this is the right thing you know they need to get out so many so much because of this lockdown it's caused so much stress not just on the parents and the children but a wide widely it's just affected so many people. We just need this over don't we folks anyway. Before we ever get started, this is a ministry which we dedicate to our Lord and Saviour for saving saving us and we just want to open up in prayer because it's all about Jesus and what he's done for you and done for me. So will you join me in the Lord's Prayer as the Lord taught us himself how to say this. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Just want to pray, Lord, for the uh, congregation, the Key to Love Ministries, as we open up on the Sunday, the 6th of September. Lord, we just pray that uh, your hand will be there with us to guide us spiritually. Father God, we just look forward to when we can lift up holy hands and open your word and encourage one another. But just coming together physically, hallelujah, just to be there in one in you. Father Lord, we do pray for everybody of the congregation right now, whatever they might be going through. Some of us are going through a difficult time, Lord, but help us to know that you are a God of comfort and you'll never leave and forsake us. Lord, we do pray for our country. We pray for our leaders who make decisions over us. I know a lot of people are being, you know, thinking the government don't know what they're doing. Um, I know they've done good and I know they've done some silly mistakes but at the end of the day um, we need to pray for them and that uh, they will have godly wisdom in how to govern our country we pray for all the teachers and all the schools opening again we thank you for that lord we pray lord that uh, that this pandemic lord will be gone lord that they will find a true vaccine that will help and stop this spread of people dying so many people are dying Lord not just of the virus but any death is sad at this time 
mindful of the families who've lost loved ones, how hard it is for them at this time, mindful of people who can't go to hospitals to see their loved ones. It's just terrible. This, this pandemic has caused devastating effects on everybody. I don't know no one in this country who has not been infected in some shape or form. And it's no respecters of persons, regardless if you're poor or rich, everyone has been affected in some shape or form. And Father God, we pray for those who don't have a job, who are struggling, don't those who are losing their jobs. It's just, it's just so hard, isn't it, Lord? But we lift up you, Lord, and ask you to be with us, to comfort us in this nation. We do pray for heads of states in other countries, Lord. Father God, we, we pray that your hand and people would come to know you in this most darkest of times. And we are encouraged, as I said before, many people, many people have truly come to the saving knowledge of the Yeshua Jesus Christ. Put their faith in him in such dark times. Hallelujah. I'm praying for brothers and sisters in the world who have been persecuted at this time. A brother shared with me this week uh, how many Christians were being killed in Ethiopia, going from door to door, just killing them because they're Christians. Lord, none of this takes us by surprise because you said if we follow you, if we love you, we will be persecuted. As you was persecuted, we shall also be persecuted. Lord, you're the God of comfort in this most difficult time. We do pray for our brothers and sisters around the world who are dying just because they follow you. Lord, we just give you all the praise. Amen. Amen. Well, our message today is spiritual discipline. Let me ask you a question. Before the pandemic, how was you, as I'm talking to the believers, those of us who've accepted Jesus Christ, how was your walk before or during the pandemic? Would you say you, uh, you've grown? Would you say that you've gone stagnant? Where would you be today? Where are you today, sorry, because of this virus? I say this for one reason. There are many out there of the opinion, Christians, that once you come to faith in Jesus Christ, you cannot lose your salvation. What does that mean? The salvation message that we who put our faith in Jesus Christ believe that he died for our sins. We accepted that. We said, Jesus, come into our heart. We believe you died for our sins. I'm a sinner. And we've accepted him. And we become born again. The Holy Spirit of God comes and dwells in us. That's the salvation message. And some are of the opinion that you cannot lose your salvation. So that is the message I want to bring today. And um, just to see, hopefully it will be a good teaching that you would understand where I'm coming from. And I pray that it will build you up. And the most important thing, encourage you, encourage us in these dire times to stay faithful and walking in Christ 
But before we do that, let's go to a time of worshipping song to lift up our Lord and Saviour in our hearts. Amen. See you in a tick. So here we are to worship God in song and I've chosen one of the great classics, the old rugged cross. Hallelujah. Well, let me hear you singing. Amen. Saints, let's lift up our voices.
good to worship our Lord and Saviour. Amen. Can't wait for this coming Sunday, the 6th of September, when we come together and worship him bodily in Yeshua's name. Amen. Well, saints, please get your Bibles, wherever you, get, wherever you can receive the Bible, either on tablets, your phone, whatever it is, please go and get your Bibles and a get a pen and paper whatever it is to take notes though you can do a more in-depth study from the scriptures I will be giving you so I've titled the message spiritual discipline spiritual discipline as I said before there are many of the opinion that once you become born again you cannot lose your salvation and there's some who feel that you can as I give you address, I will give you my opinion and what I believe. If you turn to the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 24, and it reads this. And then many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. And many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. And because of lawlessness because of lawlessness will increase the love of many will grow cold but the one who endures to the end will be saved we must adhere to the commandments and the teachings and the following of jesus christ now prim primarily i'm speaking to the christian born again spirit-filled believer and brothers and sisters, if we are not grounded in scripture and if we're not walking faithfully with God, how can we be a witness to the world that we live in? How can people, how can we share the love of God if we, we are um, being deceived in any shape or form? We must be grounded in the scripture. Listen to what it's saying there. And many will fall away. This is talking about someone or people who have put their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and gone away. This is such an imperative teaching. We are living in a world that has fallen and we must be mindful of the dark time, the darkness, this time we're living in now is very dark and I'm sure all of us can say amen to that and everybody's fearful for what's going to happen in the future we must as believers encourage one another in love not like the scriptures that said here going away and hating we must build up each other but brothers and sisters in our holy calling to encourage people 
Because we, if we're not grounded, we have the potential to drift back into our old ways. What about a little analogy I want to bring here, a story. What about a pig? Some of you have cats, dogs, birds as pets in your house. What if you had a pig? You see a pig in the, in the mud and you thought, oh, I like that pig. And you take that pig home and you wash it and you treat it and it's in your house and you're loving that pig. And all of a sudden your back's turned and that pig goes out and it sees mud and it just wallows in the muddle and gets all filthy again. Oh, we have a program here in the UK called Pepper Pig. Um, very popular, very, very popular with children and even my grandchildren love it. And they even have a, a fun fair down in Hampshire called Pepper Pig Well. Well, the Pepper Pig is a family of pigs. There's Papa Pig, Mama Pig, a Pepper Pigger, and George. And they all live in a house. They've got bedrooms, they've got kitchen, they've got everything in this house. But one thing the family loved doing is jumping in muddy puddles. In the mud. Now that's just a funny illustration, but what I'm trying to say, when we become Christians, we do not go into our old habits, whatever they might be. We have been we've been washed by the power of the Holy Spirit. When Jesus died, his blood washed us, washed us of all our sins when we confessed him as Lord and Saviour. We must not go back or be dragged back into this kind of lifestyle. In 1 Peter chapter 1 Peter chapter 1, I'm reading from verse 14. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. But as he who called you is holy, as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. That's how God sees us. How can we be holy? Because we have the Holy Spirit in us. Amen? That's why we're holy. <laughs> That's powerful. Hallelujah. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 6. Do not give to dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. There it comes again. If you do, they will trample them under foot and feet. Don't turn away the gift of salvation, what God's given you. Let me say it this way. Um, if you was given a very, uh, a very special torch, beautiful torch, and this torch is you're using to shine in the darkness. You've got this torch and you go and it just expels the darkness. But there come a time when the battery runs out on this torch and you don't want to use it no more. You, put, you can't be bothered. You can't be bothered to go and get batteries so that you can see in darkness. So you wonder why you go walking in the darkness, you fall into a ditch. Well, salvation is a gift. We've accepted what Christ Jesus has done for us. Now, I've got to say this. I am of the opinion that you can go away from your salvation. 
Now, I'm not saying that you're going to lose your salvation because you've accepted it as you accepted that torch as a gift. But you've neglected it. You've gone away. You're not creeping to God's holy teachings. You've gone away. You've neglected it. And therefore you fall because the more you go away from the scripture, the more you don't walk in the Holy Spirit, the more you will walk into darkness and therefore be entangled in the things of the world and falling most probably into old habits. As I say, I'm of the opinion, not so much you, I want to explain it this way. You've given, you've been given that gift. You have that gift. But you choose not to use it. And therefore, if you're not serving God, who are you serving? And the Bible teaches it's a terrible thing to know God. Oh, come on. Terrible thing to know him. To know the truth and go away from him. 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 19 on. For if after they have escaped the defilements of the world through the knowledge of our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ they are again entangled in them and overcome the last state has become worse than the first state what's that saying when you come to faith in Jesus Christ all the other stuff has gone away but we are fighting a spiritual battle and what happens if we are grounded then things will try to entangle us back into the world. Defilement, when we were cleaned, when we came to faith. Amen? And it says here, verse 22. I'll read it from verse 21. For it would have been better that you never knew the way of righteousness than after knowing it to turn back from your holy commandments that was delivered to them. Take that in. To me, that's a clear sign. It would be better if you never knew the truth, that you never accepted the truth, than to go back. And here, verse 22 says, And what is true of the Proverbs says, What has happened to them? The dog returns to its own vomit, and the sour, the pig again, after washing itself, herself returns to the wallow in the mud. Luke chapter 11 Luke chapter 11 verses 25 when an this is Jesus teaching here and I love this when an impure spirit comes out of a person it goes through arid places seeking rest and does not find it then it says I will return to the house left when it arrives it finds that house swept clean and put in order then that spirit goes out and finds seven more spirits, more wicked than itself. And that person's life is worse than the first state. What is this pain? I believe this is talking about one who becomes born again. They've, they've repented of their sins. They've come into faith in Jesus Christ. They no longer live the old life. They've been born again and they've gone and they're serving God. But see, guys, you've got to understand, as born again, our, our battle is not in the, in the physical, but in the spiritual. And it says, this spirit has left this person. And we're all sinners. So we've all got um, negative spirits in us. 
But when we become born again, we become a new person in Jesus Christ. Now you've got to understand the world and the demons want to do anything in its power to draw born again, bona fide, born again believers back into the world. And here it says, and this spirit goes back, finds the house that it was living in and finds that it's cleaned up, born again, clean them. And what does it do? It goes away. That spirit goes away and finds seven more spirits, more wicked than itself. And they go knocking on that door, pushing whatever it is, tempting that person. And that person succumbs. And these spirits live in this person. And that person's condition is worse than it was in the first state. Oh, spiritual discipline spiritual discipline can only be found in the word of god why would you taste and see that the lord is good and then you would throw your pearls away to the pig yes i said we are called for spiritual discipline as i said before we are we must realize that we are fighting a spiritual battle our warfare our warfare we're fighting a war against principalities of the air listen guys we can't see the demonic realm the spiritual world around us we we're in the physical but we know from scripture that we are fighting a spiritual battle it's not fighting it physically using guns or a sword and we look at scripture we can see peter who was chosen by Jesus. He was an apostle of Jesus. And he never got this at the beginning. In fact, Jesus said many times he would be handed over and he would be beaten. He would be mocked and he would be treated horribly. And his disciples knew this was coming. And at some point, we don't know where, Peter, who wants to be there for Jesus to protect him, at some point went and bought a sword. He had a sword on him. Can you imagine these disciples walking around and here's one of the apostles. He's got a sword on him. In fact, he had two swords. And when it came to the Last Supper, Jesus was saying again what's going to become of him. He's going to be handed over, you know. And he said he should go and buy a sword. He wasn't talking about a physical sword. He said, "Walking in the spirit, walking in the word. You fight the fight the devil with the words of God of the truth." And Peter pulled out, "Yeah, Lord, there's two swords." And Jesus said, "Put away your swords." He hadn't quite got it, and to the point they got to the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus said, "Stay here and watch. I'm going to go off them and pray." And Judas comes in with the temple guards and to arrest Jesus. And Peter, not obedient to what God told him to do, he's still got the swords because he pulls out this sword and he just cuts off one of the servants, uh, um, God's ears, called Marcus. And Jesus said, put away your sword. And Jesus healed that man on the spot. Picture that. They've come to arrest Jesus, the temple guards and everybody there with Judas. 
He's taken the sword, Peter, cut off this man, and they've seen a miracle right there. Jesus heals this man, and yet they still take him away. Amen. Matthew chapter 24 again. At that time, many will turn away. Many will turn away from the faith. The faith what? That they put their faith in Jesus Christ and betray and hate one another. Wow. The first day is what the last day is worse than the first. That true bona fide believers walking will go away. They will be tricked and start hating one another. Listen, if the church don't get their act together and walk in unity and empower in Jesus Christ, why would the world be attracted to come to faith in Jesus Christ? Because people are not looking at the scripture of the Bible because we're meant to be their Bible. People should look at us and say, what is it about us? You guys are so, you know, loving and caring and hung, and you're all so unified. But that's not the case. Because we've got to realise if we've got spiritual discipline in the scriptures, we can't lose. We don't lose anyway. But I'm trying to say we are fighting a spiritual battle. In 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 4. Verses 1. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the later times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirit and doctrines of devil. There you go. Speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot hind. You see, this is talking about those who've put their faith in Jesus Christ, but they've gone away in letters that have gone away. They're not walking in the salvation or God's done for them. And then they've and they've gone away from the faith. And they've been deceived and listening to this, you know, deceiving spirits and believing the doctrines of devil. That's why there's so many cults out there. That's why there's so much false teaching out there. Because they've gone from the simple, simple word of Jesus Christ, what it means to be saved. And they fall into old habits. The Bible says we should not be ignorant of Satan's devices. 2 Corinthians 2 it reads. So that we would not be outwitted by Satan. For we are not ignorant of his designs. We should not be ignorant. And so many of us are. In fact, I believe that many churches don't even mention the devil. I think many churches don't talk about eternal punishment away from God. That's not the full. If you're not preaching it, that is not the full gospel. Jesus came to save us from that. <laughs> Come on. That's what Jesus came for. In Philippians 2. Philippians 2, verses 12. Therefore, my dear friends, as you've always obeyed, not only in my presence, but how much more in my absence. Continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. And God is not talking, it's not talking about fearing God or be scared of God. It's saying have a reverent fear of God, of what we're meant to do, because He lives in us. We've, work out your salvation, work it out, keep in the truth. Make sure that light, that torch is burning bright in the darkness. Don't disregard what Christ has done for you. 
Hebrews chapter 6. And this is a start warning, I believe, here. Hebrews chapter 6, verses 4. For it is impossible in the case of those who have once been enlightened, who have, been, who have tasted the heavenly gift. What gift? The gift that God sent his son to die for you and me. Tasted the heavenly gift, received it. And have shared in the Holy Spirit. Ah, and have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the powers of the age to come. And then fall away to restore them again to repentance. Since they, since they are crucifying once again the Son of God to their own harm. And holding God up into contempt. That's crazy. It's impossible. Jesus died once for the sin of the world. But when we go away from him, it's like we're just crucifying him over and over again. Tasted the heavenly gift. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 26 on. For, I, for, if, for if we go on sinning deliberately after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sin but a fearful expectation of judgment and the fury of the fire that will consume the adversaries. We must stay. That's it. A fearful judgment. Yeah, because you go away from God. You can, especially us who know the truth. Can you imagine? One of the, one of the scriptures what really scares me is a terrible thing to know God and fall away. And the other one is, I don't want God to be saying to me, you know, go away from me. I never knew you. There's so many people going to be there who, and they are doing God, things in God's name, but their heart is far away from him. You know, Jesus, they're going to say on that day, Lord, Lord, didn't we do this in your name? Didn't we go this in your name? And God's going to say, go away from me because I never knew you. Why? Because there's something they've not really dealt with. And it's grieving the Spirit of God. Amen. Verse 21 here says, For it would have been better for them never to know. This is what it says. For it would be better for them never to know the way of righteousness than after knowing it, turn back from the holy commandments delivered to them. Verse 22. And what the true proverb says, has happened to them. The dog, here we go, the dog returns to its own vomit and the sour, the pig, after washing herself, returns to wallowing in the mire. Saints, I don't think I need to elaborate this anymore. I believe, personally, that you can't lose your salvation in the sense that it can be taken away because it's a gift of God and you received it, but you can go away from the holy teaching of Jesus Christ. The Bible says so much here that you can be deceived. And here's something we should grab hold of. If one comes into faith in Jesus Christ, they believe and accepted his you know, salvation message and they become born again, the Holy Spirit now resides in them and you can't lose your salvation. So tell me this question then. Why, as we read in some scriptures, why... Would the, the demons 
and Satan in some cases, why would they try to come against us? If we're once saved, always saved. That means if you're once saved, always saved. That means you don't matter what you do. If you go in the world and don't follow God's teaching, that means no matter what, you're going to go to heaven. No. Yes, you're saved, but you choose to be deceived and you've gone away from God's teaching. No. Why would the, why would the enemy, why did the demons try to get you back? Because if they can get you away from God and his teachings, then all what waits for you, as the Bible says, is a fearful judgment. And it says, doesn't it? It would be better if you never knew the way of righteousness. So what I'm trying to say, isn't it better to be spiritual disciplined than to, to you know, believe that once saved, the way some people say it is, I don't think it's good that they say that because it, it has a connotation to deceive people. No, you can go away from your holy calling. That's the point I'm trying to make. And I'm trying to say to my brothers and sisters, my saints, we must be fearfully serving him reverently. We have the Holy Spirit in us. I mean, get that, guys. The same spirit that rose Christ from the grave, the same spirit that made the blind eyes open, the ones, you know, um, made the... Um, you know, uh, dead people rise up as Jesus did. That same spirit lives in you and me. Who? Only for those who've come to faith in Jesus Christ. And my prayer is that we will stay shining for Jesus so that people will see the glorious light shining from us. Matthew chapter 5, 6. So let your light, my light, shine before men and women that they will see good works, to see the work of God, and therefore come to faith and want to know this truth in Jesus Christ. I want to pray for those who've never come to faith in Jesus Christ. Whatever you might be going through, know this, that Jesus died for some? No. He died for the sin of the whole world. That whoever puts their faith in him will have eternal life. Jesus said this, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes, Jesus says, except you come through me first. Believe that I love you and I died for you. Right now you might be watching this and you're thinking, no one loves me. My mum don't love me. My dad don't love me. I've been abandoned. I've been abused. I've been all this stuff. Listen, no one's been abused. No one's been abandoned as Jesus was abandoned, as we all rejected him. He came here. He did nothing wrong. He came and he took on the sin of us all on that cross. Even his apostles who were with him for three years abandoned him. Praise God they came back. No, Jesus knows abandonment. He knows not knowing, you know, his father's love. Jesus cried out from the cross, my God, my God, where are you? Where are you? Because at that moment, Jesus was taking all your sin and my sin. No, there is a God who loves you and he will never leave you. He is your father. 
and he will protect you and he will give you eternal life if you come and accept him this is the great and most powerful message of the bible for god so loved the world that he gave his only son and i know there's people out there probably hurting but i tell you by the authority of god himself that when you come into the, the saving knowledge of the Yeshua Messiah, Jesus Christ, he will hold you in his righteous hands. Regardless of persecution, you would know a peace that goes beyond understanding. Let me just say a prayer. And you can follow me. You can say it in your own ways, but you come to that point where you say, Jesus I surrender. Thank you. So to say this with me. Dear Lord Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of the Almighty God, that you came down from heaven. You lived amongst us. You became human. You identified with us. And you told me that you love me and I must repent of my sin my sin nature so I can have a new nature with you thank you Jesus for dying for me on that cruel cross 2000 years ago and that your blood was shed for me you took my punishment on that cross and I ask you to come into my life and make me whole Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. So be it. Amen. Amen. If you have said that prayer, let me, along with my congregation, the Key to Love Ministries, and all saints, all born-again believers around the world, we welcome you to the family of the eternal Yeshua God, Jesus Christ. And I want to say, if you know you would encourage us here that if you've done that prayer please would you just send me a little email saying to to say that you you've accepted god and you're in the family of jesus christ so the email is david key to love icloud.com david key to love at icloud.com god bless you god keep you safe God calls his face to shine upon you. And saints, be ready. Be ready and keep looking up. Because Jesus is on his way. Glory to his name. Amen. So, after that word there about spiritual discipline, I'd like to do a song by one of the great Christian writers in our country in the UK, Mr. Matt Redman. Thank you, Matt, for all the wonderful songs you bring to the body of Christ. And this song is called, I Will Offer Up My Life in Spirit and in Truth.
thankful 